This episode is brought to you by Margie Lamb, health coach and founder of Healthy and Hustlin'. Are you fed up with the dieting and the seemingly contradictory health advice out there? Do you want to feel great in your body and accomplish your goals in a way that's empowering and not overwhelming? For me, the answer was an easy yes. Five years ago, I was pushing 200 pounds. I worked out twice a day and counted my calories. I didn't really see a movement on the scale nor my body type. So I decided to check my ego and call up a health coach. Margie, as a certified integrative nutrition health coach, works with each client as a guide and mentor to build a healthy, sustainable lifestyle that will help you reach your health goals. She offers free one-hour initial consultations. To learn more, visit her website, www.healthyandhustlin.com. That's www.healthyandhustlin, spelled H-U-S-T-L-I-N.com. You get what you focus on, so focus on what you want. I don't know who said that, but it might as well be Ben Schwartz. He's a CEO and founder of Lanex. A few weeks ago, I actually had the honor to sit down with him at Whole Foods for about 45 minutes to an hour and a half, and we talked about cars, we talked about his passion for cars, his passion for life, his wife, his kids. One conversation led to another, then all of a sudden, a few weeks after that, we're at his office in a conference room recording a podcast. My name is Wong Lem, your host of Defining Moments Podcast, and today you get to hear from the man himself, the founder and the owner of Lanex. What are Ben's passions? What is his passion for cars? How did he get his wife's buy-in to allow him to pursue this amazing passion? From moving cars, to selling cars, to collecting cars, to emotional intelligence, to the detail of cars. This is your man. Ben, so great to meet you. So great to shake your hand. So great to have this conversation with you. I look forward to your success. Thank you so much for tuning in to Defining Moments Podcast. Get on social media. Find us on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast. On Twitter at Def Moments Pod. That's at D E F Moments Pod. We're on all sorts of podcasting platforms from Google to iTunes to iHeartRadio to Spotify. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it, subscribe to it. We're also on YouTube, so you can see the video edition. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it, subscribe to it if you believe in it. And no matter what, show some appreciation today, every day, because someone always rooting you on. Welcome back to Defining Moments Podcast. My name is Wong Lam, and today's very special guest is the founder and the owner of Lanex, Ben Schwartz. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. A few weeks ago, we actually met up at Whole Foods and had a really awesome conversation about cars, your life, etc., Before we dive into your life and Lanex, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah? Just uh, staying busy. Yeah. Yeah. How's the family? Doing great. Yeah. So I have a wife, obviously, and uh, two kids. (laughs) Uh, Maddox is eight and Evangeline is five. And she wraps me around her pinky. So like, if you want a pony, let's go get a pony. (laughs) Things like that. My son's really smart. He's already reading. He's in school and and, uh, just real proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. So does she want a pony? Well, if she asked for one, (laughs) we would start looking probably. That's how just, you know, enamored and whatever you need, let's let's get it. Yeah. 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 All right, before we take a dive in this podcast, we talked about swag earlier. Yeah, yeah. Here's a note that, don't read this out loud, it's okay. for my wife and I, but it's for you. That's awesome. Yeah. And here's... Awesome. I love hats. Yeah. It's great. Awesome. And that's T-shirt. for you as well. Great. Thank you. I love it. Absolutely. Let's share this off real quick. Yeah. It's great. We'll have to, uh, when we get some swag, we'll get you some too. Yeah, that'd it's be great. awesome. A swag exchange. A swag exchange. Yeah. They're pretty common these days, I hear. Yeah. 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 Your love for cars. Yeah. Passion for it. Let's talk about Lanex. Talk to our guests about Lanex. So Lanex um, is an auto auction that's online, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have live auctioneers. It's basically a virtual auction, right? And so in, tr- in the traditional sense of an auction, typically a seller, like say a Hertz or a you know, GM Financial, will send cars to an auction. They'll send a rep there 
uh, from the company to represent those vehicles um, at that auction. And typically, you know, I'll give you an example. There's an auction in Dallas that's 27 auction lanes, 5,000 cars, and it starts at 930 and it's over by one. Right? Yeah. It's that quick. So a car wow. in a traditional sense sells every 60 seconds, right? Uh, in a traditional auction with a live auctioneer and a live rep. And so we've taken that concept and made it virtual, right? So the car doesn't go to the auction anymore. We send out a guy to do a 360 image of the vehicle, interior, exterior, yeah. uh, do a condition report. And then we take that script of that 360 mm -hmm. and we run that through what they call a simulcast. So a buyer can can log in and, and see those pictures of that, those 360s of those vehicles um, from the comfort of their own home or office. Yeah. You know, they don't have to travel to an auction anymore. Yeah. And our, our fees are pretty low. We have a $100 sell fee, like a $200 buy fee, and it's flat, right? So in okay. the traditional sense, um, it's on a sliding scale at that physical location like I just talked about. Um, and so if I buy a, you know, an $80,000 car, my buy fee is like 900 to 1,000 bucks, yeah. and I have to transport it back. And then if I buy a $60,000 car, my buy fee is like 800 bucks, 600 bucks, somewhere around there. Wow. And then transport it back, right? Yeah. Then, do, then recondition it. And so by the time it gets to the front lot of the dealership, the margin on the front end of what they pay for that vehicle is gone, right? And so the ad, it probably average 100 bucks, 200 bucks, so when you go into a dealership and say, you want to make a deal, like there's not a lot of room in those cars. Yeah. And so that's really um, what really birthed Lane X is like, hey, let's give margin back to these dealers. You know, let's let them be viable, mm -hmm. you know, in a sense on the used car side, because there's a huge uh, need for used cars, right? Yeah. The manufacturers aren't making as much anymore or the new cars aren't mm -hmm. in volume like they used to back in the day. Right, right. And now, so used cars are a big thing. Yeah, because you, you talk about used cars. I'm not a... I've never bought a brand new car. So right. I've always I will never buy a brand new cars. car, yeah. Yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with that if you want to, because right. my parents are, they buy brand new cars. Right. But I, it's just like I just can't bring myself to it. Right, because you lose 30% when right. the back wheels yeah. roll off a lot. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. The appreciation is pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. You, you talked about your website, and so I got a preview of it because you sent me a link, right. and you talked about inside, outside, and I actually did the 360 on the outside and I clicked on, I think it was a passenger side of an Audi. And from the picture itself, if you're just looking at it, you can't see anything, but once you click the crosshairs, I zoomed in and you could actually just see a scratch, almost like a scuff mark. Correct. Yeah. That's how detailed. Yeah. And you can kind of toggle is. back and forth. Yeah. Kind of see the extent so of the amazing. damage. Yeah. So who takes these pictures? And So we'll have like work? in a traditional sense, in a traditional auction, you have what you call an outside coordinator that's attached to an account, right? Yeah. And that outside coordinator goes out and takes those pictures. And typically, like what we have in the current state is a PDF uh -huh. and like eight grainy pictures of the car from four angles. And, yeah. You know, a picture of the dash. And it's just you really can't tell from a buyer's perspective, like yeah. what's going on with that vehicle. Yeah. And so we'll be the first auction to do 360s at scale, right? Wow. Like all of our cars will be in 360 images inside yeah. and out. We're actually wrapping a, a condition report on the vehicle, right? A gradable condition Dang. report. And so that right panel, that quarter panel, yeah. will have its own grade as every panel in the car vehicle will. Oh, and it'll uh, average out to a complete grade in that 360. And so the car itself will be the condition report. Oh, um, man. Yeah, so any damage will be recorded. So like that scuff on that door, mm -hmm. you know, would make it from a 5.0 to a 4.2, right? Yeah, yeah. And allows the buyer to back up for damage and recon. Yeah. And so... And so this, them, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so this is for auctioneers, right? I mean, no, it's just so for buyers. Just you know? buyers only. Okay. Yeah. So if I if I'm logging into my auction and I'm buying a car, I want to look at the, what I have, what do I have to back up for, right? Ah, yeah. To yeah. determine, you know, what I have to do in my shop, right? Mm -hmm. And so that scuff that you saw in that car will just buff out. Yeah. 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 And you you talked about the time frame for auctioneers from like nine thirty to one o'clock, and they're moving thousands and thousands of cars. Yeah, it's definitely an art. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it definitely yeah. is an art. I mean, it's it's visual communication, which is nonverbal, and then it's you know you're on the computer. And how does how does how do you envision this Lane X taking off? Yeah, definitely. And so um, we're rolling out a concept that's never really been done in the auction world, and it's called a super regional auction, right? Mm -hmm. This kind of exists in other auctions, but not to this degree. And so we'll start off in the state of Texas. And every surrounding state around Texas will run cars into like a super regional auction, right? And we can because we can go capture those images of that vehicle and that car can stay there. And then say in a car in Nebraska or Missouri or Kansas or New Mexico, mm -hmm. <clears throat> we can take that car and run it into one lane depending on what that account is. Oh, wow. So we can take all their cars and put them in one lane. When I was remarketing, I sold cars all over the country. I sold cars online. And with this account that I had or was working with, you know, we'd have 40 cars in Austin, 20 in Dallas, 100 in Houston. Yeah. And so you only have that many buyers 
coming from that amount of vehicles okay. at, in those locations, right? So we can take all those cars, or Lanex can take all those cars and put them in one lane, mm. right? And therefore, you increase your buyer to car ratio. Yeah. This is what you want. You want as many buyers in there as possible for the cars that you have. Yeah. I see. So then that's how Lanex, the name, was kind of, yeah. you came into it. Yeah, it's an auction lane, but there's no <laughs> lanes uh, called lane X. Right. You know, typically auctions in a, in a traditional sense will number them one, two, three, four, or A, B, C, D. And so yeah. I'm just going to go off on the fringe there and yeah. call it lane X. Yeah. Wow. And so we're, then you're making this a virtual thing where the auctioneers could go and look on your site and mm-hmm. look at all these cars and like, yeah, yeah, I want this car, I want this car. And then they would get trailered to that super regional hub or... Yeah, so they wouldn't get trailered there at all. Oh, they wouldn't? No, okay. the car stays where it's at. That's it's awesome. the actual buyer that goes in for like a dealership, right? Okay. A buyer for a dealership or whoever buys cars for front lots uh-huh. um, all across the country. Typically, a dealership has a buyer on staff that sources vehicles for the use side. Right. Because right. um, you know, obviously it's profitable for them to do that. But the, the car stays where it's at. We're just using the 360 script like you saw. Mm-hmm. And we're taking that and we're pushing that into a player that the buyer then logs into and can preview those vehicles, add them mm-hmm. to their buy list. You know, you know, day before the auction, they can go back in and preview those vehicles, add mm-hmm. whatever else has been added, and then when the auction starts, they have their run list. They they put whatever they want to pay for the vehicle on there based on analytics, based on right. what you know. So a Ford dealer would be obviously sourcing Fords, mm-hmm. and so if we had Fords in our auction, they would be uh, you know trying to get those on their on their buy list and, and buy those yeah. cars. Yeah. Wow. So when they go and do this, they have their playlist. These dealers are looking at these cars, right? And they're like, I want. 10 cars, these 10 cars, mm-hmm. and they're from different parts of the United States. Correct, yep. So what happens from there? And so we basically remove the transportation from one side of the process, right? Okay. So as the car stays where it's at, it only gets transported once. And hopefully if we can scale to a large degree, we can kind of reduce carbon emissions. Yeah. Because obviously that's a, that's a big deal yeah. in, our, in our time uh, these days. But yeah, so it stays where it's at. Um, and the buyer would, call, would know, understand where it's at. Once they buy the car, they get what we call a bill of sale and a gate pass, right? Okay. So once they paid for it, they'll give that gate pass to a transporter and the transporter will transport it back from there to their lot. Oh yeah. man, and then that's where they would sell that car. Yeah, the I would go in and yeah. buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they need like tires or a windshield, you know, mm-hmm. they've obviously backed up yeah. the value of that vehicle. That's yeah. awesome. So what's your, your, your background? Obviously you have a huge passion for cars. So what, what's your background like? How did you get to where you are, what was that mindset like for you? Yeah, I've always just loved cars, you know, just a, a guy's guy in that sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, when I was like eight years old, uh, my mom had this British green MG and she gave it to me at eight, but obviously couldn't drive it. Yeah. So but I would just get into it and, you know, obviously think that I was in a race, you know, pretend I was in a race with this MG, which, you know, has like, I think, 100 horsepower or whatever. Yeah. You know, it would leave the cars today, would just leave it in the dust. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it kind of like just, uh, led into the passion for vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. And in 2006, um, I started with a company called CarMax, which is a national brand. Okay. I was there for almost eight years, and it was a really good foundational learning tool. Uh, just the training and the mentorship that you got within that department of purchasing yeah. at CarMax was pretty cool. So we traveled to auctions, we'd run our own auction, we'd appraise vehicles. I think I did over 11,000 appraisals during my time there. And I was driving every car a mile, you know, making Dang. sure the transmission shifted properly, the odometer turned, there's no engine noises. <laughs> You know, then giving them an offer good for seven days, right? Yeah. And then from there, I went to Hertz, and I was in new vehicle purchasing, and uh, was uh, tasked with uh, processing three thousand vehicles a month to in, for to, for the fleet to supplement the fleet, Golly, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we would uh, allocate those cars out to all the rental locations. Yeah. And then I went over to remarketing in Hertz and sold around two three thousand cars a month yeah. online in a, in a auction called TRA and another one called Copart. Mm-hmm. And those are cars that were just damaged you know, from the fleet and, you know, they could be T-boned or even on a pallet. They just burned out. So it'd sell those vehicles. And that was kind of a cool experience because you'd have a guy in Vietnam yeah. being on a guy in Kansas wow. for, uh, for this car. Right. <laughs> and this, you know, so you can imagine the volume there, two, 3,000 cars a month yeah. and just that going on all the time. And then I went back over to new vehicle purchasing and uh, was over a team that ordered the entire fleet. Mm-hmm. So 500,000 cars a year and allocated out to the, uh, the locations in the United States and as well as Canada and Puerto Rico. Wow. And so, and that department got outsourced to India. Yeah. And so I became a remarketing rep and uh, with a company called Bridgecrest, which is like the financial arm of Drive Time and Carvana. Mm-hmm. We travel to auctions all over the country, sell cars um, in that traditional sense we talked about earlier. Yeah. And, uh, and I was on a plane for like two years in a row. My wife's like, yeah, that's enough. I think your daughter <laughs> even knows you anymore. 
And so um, I went to, I, I got off the plane and I went to a group called Joe Cooper, which is here locally. Mm-hmm. And was their director of vehicle acquisitions and bought cars for their eight locations. Wow. Uh, from auctions all over the country. Wow. And I had this, you know, epiphany. Uh, just like, man, let's just start my own auction. I think I had the experience. And, uh, and here, here we are. Sounds like one of those defining moments. Definitely. No, it yeah. was a defining moment. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that would be one of your biggest defining moments in your life so far is that epiphany that you had like, your wife's like, oh man, you're traveling too much. Your daughter doesn't recognize you. Yeah. Quote unquote. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, but then the epiphany kind of led into the need, right? Yeah. And so that need was like, wow, these auctions are just getting huger and bigger and, and uh, the dealer's really suffering as a result. So yeah. now why don't we create a, a, a fair playground, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody can be profitable and everybody can, uh, you know, make money on the front end. Yeah. Win-win situation. Yeah, definitely. Where you're not, not new, but just other people aren't putting other people out of business and charging mm-hmm. the end consumer, which would be me, right. an arm and a leg for a used car, which yeah. is like someone else could sell yeah. that for a reasonable price too. Yeah, definitely. And there's a duopoly in the, in the market with two larger auctions mm-hmm. out there, right, that kind of you know, have all the market share, right? Then you have a lot of independents. You have a large independent group too okay. that has a part of the market share. But, you know, as a buyer, like you want to be able to, you know, outsource vehicles anywhere you can, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but that's the only places you can go, yeah. right? So that's just another, you know, avenue for them to source vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at a lower price, right? Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's a misconception you think as for a dealer, just being a sales salesman uh, mm-hmm. a car dealership what's a misconception about that about sales guys yeah about sales guys yeah so those guys are you know they're all commission right yeah and so they're uh, they're trying to kill themselves to just get the sale mm. and so um they just go out of their way there are some shady practices out there as far as sales goes yeah i mean i've heard stories of you know dealers throwing keys on top of the roof not letting you leave those type things right yeah wow there's some pretty crazy stories out there but um but yeah i mean i guess a misconception is those guys you know that sale is really going to feed their family and, you know, keep mm-hmm. them on the road and get to work things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot of respect for those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, I, I would think it's pretty tough. It's pretty stressful. It is. Yeah. I mean, sales, yeah. I mean, I think sales is an art, right? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think a lot of people find that out the hard way in car sales. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really been in the part of that side of the business, but I've interacted with a lot of sales guys and, mm-hmm. you know, you either have it or you don't. Right. Yeah, you're going to sell, you know, 40 cars this month or you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> or you're going to sell five. Right? Yeah. And the reason is because you sold five. So you just don't have it. Right. Yeah. So it's an art. If, if you were to take your Lanex and let's qualify this as a piece of art. Yeah. How would you paint this picture in about five years? For Lane X, yeah, like down the road five years, yeah, and so hopefully we're, we've uh, mimicked the super regional auction in other parts of the country. Uh-huh. So if like you take Florida for example, which is a huge um, area for cars as well, yeah. rental locations, you know, Travis travel tourism, yeah. and so um, and then you know take the other states around it like Atlanta, which is a huge market as well, North and South Carolina, Louisiana, and push you know create the same concept that we're doing here. So at the end of the year, maybe two years, I hope to be selling eight to ten thousand cars a week, you know, to deals wow. all over the country, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's put this art to work. My name is Wong Lam, and I've got this huge auction block in South Carolina, and I've got North Carolina, Georgia, the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the SEC. Right, the SEC. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of. Yeah. yeah. Not a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. But I've got this SEC of cars. Yeah. And you're from Oklahoma. Yeah. And so how, how would you approach me and say, hey, man, I, I think I can help you out. Yeah, definitely. And so in some instances, I mean, the, the sale fee is a hundred bucks, right? Okay. And so that's really nothing in comparison to right. the actual, you know, you know, what they, they charge you at a traditional auction. And so, yeah, it's just a hundred bucks, you know? And so what do you have to lose, right? Your cars mm-hmm. don't have to go. I mean, you have the security of that. You don't have to pay for the transportation to get there. You don't have to be upsold on recon when you get it to the auction because a lot of sellers will like put tires on it or put a windshield in it. And the thought process of getting more money out of the vehicle when yeah. it crosses the auction block, right? Yeah. And so you can do that yourself at a lower cost. And so, I mean, why wouldn't you do it, right? Yeah. yeah. And on the buyer side, you know, the buy fee's flat, you know. There's no more uh, sliding scale fees, mm. you know, that you know you have to you know, do a lot of math. A lot of buyers love math, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have to do math, then, uh, have, you know, more power to you, right? Yeah. So if you know it's just $200, right, 
I mean, you can factor in your transportation, you can factor in your recon, mm -hmm. and then you can have a better understanding of what your margin is going to be on that front lot of that vehicle, right? Oh, it's just man. flat. Yeah. So if I got $800 here, $600 there, $400 here, you know, your overall average is kind of harder to, to kind of make out. Right. So. so it's a flat fee. It's simple. I can use my brain power towards something yeah. else mm -hmm. instead of computing all these numbers. Yeah, like, definitely. Does it make sense to me? Does it make sense to the, for us to buy all these cars? Right. Wow. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of cars, you talked about your MG your mom gave you. Was it convertible or no? Yeah, it was convertible. Okay. Yeah, it's British racing green. <laughs> yeah. You know, tan interior. Yeah. yeah. So you went from that. What's your favorite car? So my favorite car is Toyota Land Cruisers. Yeah. Yeah, anything related to do with Toyota, right? Whether it be Tacomas, whether it be... Um, FJs. FJs. I've had it FJs. I've owned a lot of Land Cruisers. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's my favorite car. Um, by far and just for the fact of the utility of it mm -hmm. um, you know just be able to go anywhere you know those things last forever yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's a very reliable car it really is yeah yeah what's your second favorite my second favorite i'd have to say probably a bmw m3 Ooh. with a competition package man yeah it gives you the bigger wheels the yeah carbon fiber and in the interior carbon fiber roof yeah it's pretty cool yeah yeah they have an m4 now yeah they do have you seen those yeah i have yeah <laughs> Yeah, the M3 man. If you just drive in that thing, it's just it's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. What about Ben that drives him? So let's. What habits do you have in the mornings? Because I mean, I walk into this building, and you said it's a million square feet. Correct. Right? Yeah. And your office and it, it's everything is just so put together. It seems like. right. This is nice. I mean, this is very intentional where we are Correct. and where you are. Mm -hmm. What are some of your habits? Yeah. So um, I'm up. I'm up late. And, and uh, or I go to bed late and I'm up early um, every day. I'm always constantly doing research uh -huh. just on the industry itself, right? Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily to gain an advantage, but just have an understanding of how it all works because yeah. it's constantly changing, um, you know, over the years. It's a lot different than when I started in 2006 to 2020, mm -hmm. right? Um, a lot of different concepts, a lot of different yeah. ways to do business, right? And so I just kind of, you know, do a lot of research. Um, I obviously get up and, and just try to have quiet time and uh, just my thoughts for the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll probably do a devotion sometimes as well. That's awesome. And then uh, get to work and hit the ground running, you know. Yeah. Yeah, cars aren't gonna sell themselves, so <laughs> gotta make it happen, right? Someone's gotta make it happen. Yeah, exactly. You're the artist, so. Well, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you wish some people would ask? Maybe a couple questions, but no one really ever asked. I don't know, really. Um, just about the industry itself, or just Industry anything? or personal life? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just, what drives you? You know, that's a good question. You know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people um, don't take the time to really understand other yeah. individuals. And so to kind of understand where their, their background is or, you know, where they came from mm -hmm. is, a, is a big thing. And we talked about this before, but like cars allows for those conversations to happen, right? Yeah. I don't care what nationality you are, yeah. you know, where you are in life. Yep. You've had a car, you've owned a car, you, you probably have an idea about cars. Yeah. And then maybe you're passionate about them, right? Yeah. And that opens a dialogue and conversation. Yeah. And that just surpasses everything. The world itself that we live in today just kind of fades away. And you're just talking about, you know, a 4.5 liter inline six to take exports of oil. And, you know, it'll <laughs> last forever. You can go 300,000 miles in it or, you know, hey, this thing has solid front and rear axles. Huh? That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, things like that you can talk about and have those conversations. So, yeah. I really enjoy that um, about this business. That's awesome because when you're talking about that, it makes me think of my Jeep Wrangler days. Yeah. Prior to that, so 2006 and going back, they had the inline six motor. Yeah, which is an amazing motor. We, yeah. yeah. And then they went to the minivan because I had a 2008 four-door Jeep Wrangler Sahara jacked up. Yeah. But I had to chip it out. I had to mod it out a little mm -hmm. bit to get the, right, get the, the power I needed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. You can actually redo the gears, too. In the yeah. Back the rear. I did. Yeah. I but it's basically a minivan engine. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's because of emissions, right? They had to go away from right. inline sixes. But yeah. Talk about an engine. It's just amazing. <laughs> they can figure out the inlines with emissions. It's a pretty durable engine. Yeah. yeah. Well, the IS300 back in 2001, 2002, they had an inline six yeah. motor too. So, yeah. yeah, we can talk about cars all day. I yeah, love cars. exactly. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, it just yeah. opens that dialogue and that conversation. I love it. Yeah. yeah. How many cars you own? What was your favorite car? Like, mm -hmm. for instance, I had an FJ Cruiser, right? Um, that I lifted, put mm -hmm. a three-inch toy tech lift on it. Nice. I put white Linex all the way around it. So when you're going on trails, it doesn't just scratch your car up a lot, right? Yep. Had some rocker panels on it, fan over rocks. Um, but I had to sell it because we had kids <laughs> and we had to get a minivan. So we got a Honda Odyssey. So I still reflect back on that car. It's like, wow, it was just a tank. <laughs> go off, I go off-road in, just whatever. But I really had to make the sacrifice to get a minivan, right? I love uh, that. Yeah. That's so funny. Because it brings it brings back to the movie that Fast and Furious. I can't remember which one it was, but it was when Paul Walker was still alive and they had him revving up this car and sound like he's about to 
get after it, but he just pulled up to the stop, let his kid out because he was in a minivan. Right. I think it's probably mm-hmm. an Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. Too, but. That's what we had to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honda Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, you can go through all Edmund, there's probably like a thousand Honda Odysseys or some sort of minivan, right? They're just practical. I mean, you just can't get away from the practicality of its yeah. use right? when you have kids. So. Are you going to mod it out? Or no. Gonna... And we already sold that. So, oh, yeah. yeah. My wife didn't really enjoy it. Or the fact that you had to be in a minivan, you know? Yeah. 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 But I'm going to kick out. This is awesome. This is great. You seem so laid back. Oh, thanks. You yeah. appear very laid back. In every conversation we have, you're really laid back. You're really enthusiastic. Does anything ever phase you, tick you off? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I try not to let it to you. Uh, tick me off, if you will. I'm really a proponent of emotional intelligence and how mm. my interactions impact others, right? Yeah. And so I learned that at CarMax. We all uh, had this book, Emotional Intelligence, and we yeah. took a test. I think you're probably familiar with it. And I was like a 50. So I was just horrible to everybody around me and had no idea I was horrible to everybody. I thought, you know, everybody should just line up and do what I say, right? Yeah. But uh, obviously that concept didn't work. And so, and it's really just eye-opening to see like where I was at versus where I could be, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I took a test again, I, I scored in triple digits. And yeah. I was pretty happy with myself and the fact, but you know, obviously you can take that tool, you can apply it in a lot of different places. Yeah. You know, I can freak out about stuff, but really what's the end game of freaking out? Like what mm-hmm. benefit does it bring me? you know, to uh, emotionally scar someone (laughs) (laughs) or in a situation or anything like that, because I mean, really, you're not getting to the goal, the end goal, right? You're just not. And so you're really just, um, uh, you know, if you're talking about driving off road, you know, you're just getting bumps and rocks, you're just not getting to the end goal there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I love the 2006. You won? 2006, CarMax, you took that test. It's only 14 years removed. Only, yeah. You know, that, that growth, yeah, mindset that you appear to have had yeah. from then to now, it's been, it's, I would say it's pretty amazing. Yeah, me. definitely. I mean, obviously you'd like to say, hey, I, t- I went through emotional intelligence. I use it every day, but obviously, you yeah. know, we're all human, right? Yeah. And 100%. so, I mean, uh, being being human, obviously you have to go back and, and relearn some things and, mm-hmm. you know, and put forth the effort and understanding, you know, yeah. it's easy not to, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You talk about going back. If you had to go back five years ago, what was something that you really firmly believed in and then you fast forward back to today is your belief just as strong strong or not as strong yeah something? definitely i think um you know in those roles that i've gone through you know and being uh, over individuals in their in their careers right um i think one of the things i really learned and i really put in use again today is just you know how do you want to receive feedback how, how do you want to be uh how do you want to learn how do you learn you know the, asking those questions of those individuals really allowed me to learn and grow because everybody's different, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're in charge of a group of, say, 10 or 15 people, everybody's different, right? Yeah. And so then applying, you know, how... Because I always start out asking an individual, like, how do you like to receive feedback, both positive and negative, right? Yeah. And so I think that really opens a door to that individual saying, well, hey, this guy really cares about how I want to receive feedback. Mm-hmm. He's not going to light me up in a room with people, right? If I don't no. want him to, right? Right. You know, or he's going to pull me aside and say, hey, listen... You know, when you did that, this is the result of this is the the result of what's going to happen now, mm-hmm. and so let's work on that. You know, and so they appreciate that. It just oh, yeah. gets you the foot in the door, if you will, of that individual, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And then obviously you're able to coach and you know and grow with them, you know, throughout their career. And so I was able to start doing that five years ago, and um, I've really been trying to kind of hone yeah. that skill with individuals to yeah. help them understand. Like, listen, this is maybe maybe not, maybe it's your last stop here, and this is what you're going to do for twenty years. Yeah, you know, but think about that. Like, yeah. what do you want to do? Yeah. And how are you going to get there? And what are the goals and action plans you're going to put in place to, to be successful? Yeah. And so it's one of the things I love is just other, you know, other people, mm-hmm. you know, and helping them yeah. uh, to be the best they can be. How do you like to get feedback? Do you like someone to call you on public or private? Public, yeah. Just light me up. Really? That's the way I'm going to learn, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did yeah. I do that wrong? Like, and how can I make it better? Yeah. Because I think really you can go into that situation in two different ways, right? Mm-hmm. You can blow up and let the emotion of that really kind of dictate how you're going to go forward. Or you can have the mindset of like, well, you know, I'm going to internalize this and I want to, you know, how can I be better, right? Yeah. In that scenario. And so if you have that the second attitude, you know, obviously you're going to go a lot farther than, than the other emotional portion of it, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Right. Yeah. I Playing back to my sports days, I, I didn't mind getting called out publicly to a certain extent, but I'm more of a private person. So yeah. if you're going to give me feedback, whether it's positive or negative, just come talk to me and shut mm-hmm. the door and let's, let's talk about this. Right. 
the older I get, but back in the day, I was like, yeah, man, come on, coach, give it to me. Right, yeah, give yeah, it to yeah. me raw. Mm -hmm. How can I be better? You yeah. Know? That's really what you ask yourself. If, if you're not asking yourself how it can be better, mm -hmm. then there's obviously an issue there. Yeah. Right? You just need to, you know, get to that point to where you want to learn how to be better, right? Yeah, That's absolutely. You do, yeah. If you're sitting in my chair interviewing yourself, what are a couple questions you asked yourself? What are you What are you doing, right? Can you do this, right? There's a lot of doubt that kind of creeps in, right? Yeah. Um, when you're starting something new. Um, because before, I was always a part of something that somebody else was in charge or took mm. the heat for or took the hit on, right? So now that's me, right? And so I'm trying to, uh, you know, walk through those different scenarios and try to be proactive as I can and try to meet those head on uh, versus somebody else took that hit, you know, before, yeah. right? And there's other companies. And so... Um, yeah, so I just ask myself, hey, what are you doing? And that answer would be, let's meet everything head on. Mm. Um, take it with a grain of salt, learn, and move on. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I met your staff. You got a couple of people working yeah. for you. Definitely. Their personalities, I'm sure, are probably different yeah, from even yours. Yeah, what's cool about yeah. the people I've hired, I've worked with, and other companies that I've worked oh, with. Oh, man. So Josh that you met, I worked yeah. with at CarMax, and Katosha okay. I met, you met, I worked with at Hertz, and my other outside coordinators when I was an uh, outsider marketing rep. Who's my outside quarter outside coordinator um, at Odessa when I go there? And yeah, cars. And so, yeah, that's awesome. So you're like a head coach, and then you went and recruited. Yeah, you scouted the yeah, the talent, if you will. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Bring them on and mm -hmm. grow together. Yeah, yeah. Wow. One one suggestion I always had for anybody that, that's sourcing talent is obviously you know look at people that you've worked with before and, and try to pull out the best qualities that they had and how that would fit with you and what you're trying to do, right? Yeah. And so all these individuals, you know, have that aspect to them. Like I enjoyed working with them yeah. and stuff. But even, you know, you can really kind of go down a bad road in the sense of you may think this individual has qualities uh, that, you know, that you need, but it may not be the case. But, yeah. You know, it's, it's hard for me that's not higher on the spot for the fact that we're a startup, but, mm -hmm. you know, really just kind of setting back and taking the time and, and asking those, those, those questions that need to be asked. Yeah. yeah. When you go through your day, because I don't, is it is your day structured nine to five or is it just? It hasn't been, so I've been working from home until right. now. Yeah. And so that's just a totally different structure. So I'm there with my kids, my mm -hmm. kids are coming up to me. Yeah. And I just don't have that anymore. Right. Um, so, because we're working in office in an office now, but mm -hmm. I have to get back to that and it's been kind of hard, mm -hmm. yeah, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when things aren't going well for you, what? how do you, I guess refocus yourself because yeah. you're the you're the big coach here. You're the yeah, definitely. CEO, yeah, right. And so what I do um, is just look at the. I try to take a thirty thousand foot view of the situation, right, mm. and try to gain all the understandings of where I failed and what was successful, right. And I try to pull out what the things were successful and then learn from the things that failed, right. Mm. And so that's kind of I kind of approach things in general, um, just to kind of understand, you know. What didn't work and where do we need to go? You know, I had to fix the things that don't work, mm -hmm. you know, and then maybe maximizing the things that did work, you know, in other, in other areas. And so, yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're on social media too. Correct. So this is going to lead to LinkedIn, Twitter, and then Instagram because I follow and you on Facebook. all those platforms. Yeah. Oh, and Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So I follow you on all these platforms. And I'm sure you see it. There's negative stuff out there. How Correct. do you How do you deal with negativity? Block it. <laughs> yeah, just block it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, we have uh, LaneX at bid, LaneX.bid um, on Twitter. And so I try to keep it, you know, when I started that account, just keep it completely automotive, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's really what I see in my, in my, my timeline. Mm -hmm. It's just automotive stuff. So yeah. just push out the other stuff because I don't yeah. need to, to see that. Yeah, because when I started following you, I guess at 2020, what I would call I was trolling a little yeah, bit yeah. before I started following you. and. It's like I would see all these posts about cars. And I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And yeah. then there's a white, I think it's Land Cruiser, a Japanese one, mm -hmm. like I, a Mega Cruiser. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it here, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, that was a, a vehicle that was built to compete with the Hummer, and it's for the Japanese military. Mm -hmm. And man, that car is amazing. Yeah. yeah, but you can now import them in, right? Yeah, yeah. You can so, get one. I don't know. Possibly <laughs> depends on how things go. I do yeah. want one. Yeah, I don't know if it'll fit in my garage. It's so big. Yeah. It's okay. You can leave it outside. I mean, yeah. people need to see that. True story. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> definitely. And then you need to drive it up here and people need to see it. Yeah, definitely. There's only sweet. maybe a couple in the United States. Oh, okay. Yeah, fully restored ones. Like one's in a, a Toyota museum. Oh, I can't man. remember where, but it's here somewhere in the United States. Yeah. Pretty cool. So watch it on YouTube. Yeah. 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 Man, that is, yeah, I'd love to have one. Yeah. If I, if I could have one, I'd drive it around yeah, town all day. Definitely. It wouldn't be in a museum. Yeah, I just got one from my buddy the other day, maybe a couple months back, but it's an FJ40. You know, like oh, the old Jeep man. looking one. Yeah. With the jumper seats in the back. Mm -hmm. You know, has a hard top and a soft top. And yeah. He's currently restoring it, but loves it. Yeah. 
Those things, yeah, they're pretty, pretty cool. sweet yeah. when you restore them fully and they have the old school look, but with just yeah, some modern features. Yeah. yeah, modern features. You're right. Man, so what did your wife drive then? Um, she drives a Land Cruiser. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. And you drive a Land Cruiser Correct, too? Correct, yeah. So two Land Cruisers. Correct, yeah. Man. So I never buy a new one. They're like 80,000 brand new, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, we have an 03 and she has an 04 uh, 100 series uh, Land Cruiser. And so, Man. Yeah. Enough horsepower to get yourself a. Yeah, the V8s, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Haul some ponies around. Yeah, I guess daughter. you could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you needed to. <laughs> yeah. My daughter would like that, right? Yeah, yeah for sure, man. What, where, where do you think you would regret? not doing in five years if you don't do it what would you think you'd regret doing or not doing yeah it's not the scale of it all yeah right? mm-hmm. you know obviously we want to scale to a point to where we're the premier uh use case for buyers and sellers out there to yeah. understand like hey this is a fair marketplace this is a place where you're going to come and not get ghost bidded in the auction lanes and mm-hmm. you know you know as far as you you step up to the plate you know put your best effort forward you're going to buy a car yeah you know, and you're going to have a lower fee as a result yeah mm-hmm. What I see in this building and in your office and what I hear about when you talk, it's obviously it's art. However, it's a lot of technology. Correct, yeah. And the destination of, let's say, Seattle sounds like a very technical or a lot of technology or Silicon Valley or Austin, Texas. Right. You're here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, definitely. Sooner Nation. Sooner Nation. Boomer. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know... when I first started, it was, a, it was a point of pride, right? Mm-hmm. To be like, hey, this isn't in Seattle. This isn't in New York or LA or yeah. you know, places like that are hubs of technology. So this is coming out of Oklahoma. And so it's pretty cool. I'm from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. All my family from like the land run days are from Oklahoma. Yeah. So yeah. You know, we're pretty invested in Oklahoma. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool to say that, you know, hey, this is coming out of Oklahoma, this technology in order to, to buy cars at auction. Right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah. The, the culture in Oklahoma, I feel like everyone's welcoming. Everyone's really nice and supportive right. and positive. How do you feed off of that culture to cultivate your culture here with Lanex? Yeah. So you could say that culture is pretty much nice to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's an underlying um, attitude of, Let's all get to work and get it done, right? And help the other person up. Yeah. Right? And so that's another point of pride as well, just about Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and taking that attitude and, you know, infusing it into what our company does. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're interacting with other people from other parts of the country, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. No, that is cool. I think you hit it on the head. It's like, let's get to work and get it done. And how can we help bring others up Correct. while we're doing mm-hmm. that and not just stepping on someone and leaving them behind right right mm-hmm. that's a, that's the sense i get just just talking to you and, and the energy i feel when nice. we get to talk and, and even through honestly even through tweets and texts i i feel a good presence every time we we do exchange a text or two. Well, oh, great if i don't do that let me know oh yeah and, and i have to tell you man i i definitely appreciate the fact that we were supposed to schedule this podcast about two three weeks ago and then i had some personal things come up and you're more than willing to reschedule and I definitely yeah. appreciate that man I think that I mean that helps me a lot too so yeah definitely yeah I mean, hats off to you on that no I appreciate the time and, and being able to be on the podcast this is pretty awesome I've never been on a podcast so oh yeah yeah this is my, <laughs> my first shot at things so um, hopefully I can get to come back on oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll do a follow-up here in a few months maybe towards the end of this year and kind of see how this um, artwork is taking shape yeah, with the colors definitely. and mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. A few more questions about your, just your personal life. Like, yeah. How do you guys, how do you enjoy life? Yeah, so right now I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, right? so it's basically chasing kids, yeah. you know, to events um, and working. Yeah, that's basically my life right there. I don't think I've been to a movie in eight years, like to a physical location to watch a movie. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, and so obviously cause that takes a backseat to... <laughs> You know the priority of kids, and so, yeah. but yeah, just living life, loving life, um, and that's just the, how you know everything's wound into you know mm-hmm. what I do here, and you know obviously it's all for them and um, yeah. making sure they succeed as well in life. Yeah. How did you get your wife's buy-in to start this? Yeah, that wasn't easy, <laughs> right? So I had to use a lot of my passion in order to get that across, right? And so it's a huge step. It's a step of faith, obviously, mm-hmm. a big leap, if you will, yeah. in order to jump out. And I first started in kind of a different direction, right? I first started with virtual reality and having auctions in VR and I have a POC for that. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking, man, I just don't know if the industry is ready for that. 
to put on a, a, a pair of goggles and, and buy cars in it. But it is possible. I just want to let everybody know it's possible. Okay. Yeah, it can, it can happen. And so, okay. and that's something we'll probably bring on later down the road. Wow. Um, but just being able to adjust and pivot uh -huh. um, to kind of what we're doing now, um, opposed to that, has been a huge learning curve. And obviously, um, for everybody involved, you know, a little stressful. But mm. uh, we've gotten there and overcome, you know, those mountains, if you will, that we had yeah. to climb. Yeah. <laughs> so. What are your coworkers, uh, your colleagues that you have in there? I feel like they're probably free to bring up their ideas and thoughts about yeah. Lanex too. Mm -hmm, definitely. So, is there something you could share about maybe one of them? A point of like, hey, Ben, I think we can do this a little differently, right? I think we can do this. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'll, I'll just use Josh as an example. We're yeah. at CarMax, and he was in sales and was in purchasing. Uh, with us at a later time, but um, you know, going back to that art of the sale, right? The guy can just sell anything, right? He's just, he's amazing. Like, mm -hmm. I wish I had that or I admire that in him, right? Um, and his willingness just to get the job done, right? Um, but I'm totally open. It's an open forum, you know, uh, in our in our company to discuss those things and to, to bring up things that might work that, you know, maybe I didn't have an idea for, which mm -hmm. is pretty rare. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah, so he's, he's great. I mean, he has suggestions all the time and and uh, I love, you know, hearing everybody's suggestions. Yeah. Um, and then Katasha, she's, you know, she uh, worked with her at Hertz, and they would just bring boxes of titles up to her. Uh, and, like, you know, she did, like, 15,000 titles or something like that, just executing them. And so wow. she has a great and unique, and I can't do that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so she has a, a great skill set. It's just a, an amazing person. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. You brought up the word executing. It's one of my favorite words because that's that's – business i mean if you can't execute or deliver yeah you're you're, you're not gonna be successful so. yeah definitely yeah definitely yeah, i like to put that in the in the realm of how can i make you execute mm. and be successful right Ooh. like how can we coach that into you like your every day I like so, it. um that's really a challenge too in itself which I, yeah. I love to take on yeah yeah you read you read a lot i do read a lot uh, more on more online now versus in books yeah. but uh but yeah, I really like we talked about emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, anything on business, I like to read about as well, because obviously I didn't come from that background. I came from just mm -hmm. the industry itself, and you know, understanding how it works and applying, yeah. you know, yeah. new ways to kind of take it on. So, if you had, a, if you could look at your life right now, and then think about a book or an article, something you read, what what would be the article, or what would be a book, or the chapter from a book? Yeah, whew, that's tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> kind of on the spot here. You said you wouldn't put me on the spot. <clears throat> yeah. Um, man, I have to think about that. Obviously, articles that deal with automotive um, industry stuff is great. Um, when this concept, and I didn't obviously start the concept of a virtual lane, but uh, when that started out, that really intrigued me. Like, how can I can be in an auction lane and buy cars in Michigan versus, you know, you know the cars aren't here. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a really cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of inspired me to kind of you know, relate that to what we're doing now, but in a different way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's been? Well, I guess the question is, when was the last time you challenged yourself with doing something you never done? Yeah, I do that every what's day. What's the outcome? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it because something I'm I'm doing something I've never done every day. I right? love it. Yeah, whether it's talking to vendors, whether it's you know talking to people in the industry, the industry itself it's it's a little tough in the sense that you know they'll try to shut you down. Mm. You know, you know these duopolies I was talking about earlier. Um, if they can't shut you down, they will because mm. obviously you're taking market share from them, yeah. and obviously that's something they don't like. You know. Um, but, uh, you know, there's some of the challenges you have to overcome every day. And obviously, in hope, and, and gratefully, I have a bunch of connections in the industry mm -hmm. and allow me inroads uh, to those individuals, you know. Yeah. I won't get shut down. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I like the attitude. So do you think going back to 2006, reading emotional intelligence has been like the root of your success so far? Yeah, it's been a foundational, yeah. um, you know, foundational in my life. I think that... Um, you know, just putting those things into practice is the challenge every day, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's one thing to understand something, but if you're not putting it into practice, what's the point, right? Absolutely. And so, um, I try to I challenge myself to put those in practice every day. Those principles of emotional intelligence, and obviously to coaching. Mm -hmm. You know, how could I be a better coach uh, to individuals around me? How could I be a better mentor? Mm -hmm. You know, or a ninja mentor, if you will. Yeah. Uh, to where they're not even understanding they're being mentored, but you know, yeah. coming alongside someone to help them um, is is a huge reward, not only for them. But it helps you to kind of learn and grow for the next person that comes in your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love it. Speaking of next people, the next person that comes in your life, who would be three people that you would love to sit down and talk with on the phone or in person if there's no social media? Just, just a broad yeah. band. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, I'm a big fan of Denzel Washington. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And just his approach to everything is really cool. You yeah. know, you know, he's not about um, uh, you know doing ha- anything halfway, right? You know, he's about getting it done, and it's just his approach to everything is really cool. There's a, mm-hmm. a speech of his that he, he spoke to a college about, and just telling them, you know, what, the facts of life, basically. You know, if you do this, you'll be successful. I can't obviously quote it, but um, obviously you can go look at it. But it's yeah. uh, it's something like, wow, man, some kids don't hear today, you mm-hmm. know, coming out of college. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And two other people, um, let me see. God, it's going to be hard. Two other people. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch out there that I just can't think of off the top of my head being on, on, the, on the spot in the podcast. But um, 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 the, Michael Jordan would be one. Oh, my like, wow, God. Wow, what a great example is that guy, mm. you know. Although he had some challenges and difficulties in his life, which he did, and was yeah. obviously public. But I mean, you just kind of see like his never wanting to give up, mm. no matter what. You know, he just put himself on the line. And if you look at that attitude to today's attitude, you kind of you just that, that ultimate respect is there for that. Yeah. You know, that willingness just to overcome and, and be the best that you can be, right? Yeah. yeah. I like to hang out with Michael Jordan. And maybe Zach Galifianakis. I don't know. That's a funny guy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you in all three. I thought Tiger was in there too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, when you see an individual, you know, challenged and have to overcome, yeah, that's where that mindset of respect just kind of sets in. Like, yeah. wow, that's pretty cool. He had the whole world against him, mm-hmm. but yet, you know, he overcome and, and rose to that challenge. Yeah, yeah, tells a lot about a person. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get a coaching point from you yeah. on on this podcast. How how can I improve? This podcast yeah so obviously I've, I've watched a lot of your podcasts and stuff and i have to say i don't know if you need to do podcasts anymore don't do podcasts no anymore? i'm joking oh okay <laughs> like, well okay i mean if that's no i just mess with you i'm like, right, just messing cool. with you now no no i really love like you you know attached to me i love the, your attitude man and your approach I, I was thinking about it on the, on the drive over here just how kind you are oh thanks. you know and just that willingness to be open you know to a point of, of vulnerability is really mm. awesome yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I would just say keep doing what you're doing. If you want to cut out my last comment, I totally understand. No, we're keeping that in. That's raw. It's, it's fun. <laughs> no, I was joking. Yeah, totally. Um, I have a dry sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Kind of catches people off guard sometimes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I love what you're doing. I mean, there's a million podcasts out there and you mm-hmm. chose to do a podcast, right? Yeah. And yeah. so that's amazing. So I would just, you know, just be motivated, you know, in every approach um, mm-hmm. that you encounter with individuals and just remain open you yeah. know, to what they'll tell you. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think that's really uh, a good coaching point is to like just be motivated yeah. and be open. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, man, I'll be honest, it's like, man, I got to go to work today. It's 8 to 6. I got this on, going on. and then. But that's great advice. Like, I've got to stay motivated. I got to remember my why am I doing this. Exactly, yeah. And so that's great advice. My, my wife has actually mentioned something similar to me. Because yeah. there's times, man, I'll be honest, I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. I'm struggling today. Yeah, yeah. Definitely all do. I mean, yeah. it's, um, I obviously have to revert back to times of success, times of, you know, when you were motivated, mm-hmm. you know, and understand the principles surrounding that and kind of apply them in your everyday. And, you know, in that in that certain certain circumstance, you know, I think it helps. Yeah. You know. I like know. that. And gosh, gosh darn it, people like me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember that from yeah. I'm sorry, I left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, people do like you, obviously. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not about there out there to try to be liked. You're out there just right. focused and, and motivated to get things done. And, no. You know, and bring people on. They'll help you do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah, get yourself out there. And if you get rejected, it's okay. It is. Yeah. You know, who who else is doing what you're doing? Yeah, failure. Right now, really. Failure can probably be your best asset in mm-hmm. anything. I always tell everybody that. You know, when when you fail, it's obviously a learning opportunity. And again, going back to those two choices, you have two choices, right? Yeah. You can you blow up and be emotional about it, and then you know hurt yourself and your goals, you know, or you can be you know internalize it and be better, right? Mm. And then ask yourself how to be better, right? I love that. Situation, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cliche, but I mean, it's really true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. What's your path forward for you personally, and then of course Lane X? Yeah, definitely. I just want to grow Lane X into something that you know. The, the country comes to love. Um, maybe take it to other parts of the world, hopefully. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, it's not the only place they have auctions. They have auctions in, uh, overseas as well. Um, I, I mean, I don't really care if we get purchased or bought out or acquired or anything like that. That's not my goal. My goal is to make Lanex the best it can be um, in this industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. How does Ben want to be remembered? I don't know. I'd like to leave a legacy, right? I think everybody does, but mm-hmm. I think everybody's afraid to talk about it, right? 
you know, what is your legacy? Or can, can I even have a legacy, right? And what is that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, my legacy is to be a, you know, the best father I can be, the best husband I can be. That's a more important legacy to even this company. Um, just giving something back to my son and my daughter, you know, and giving something to my wife that's, you know, not necessarily monetarily, but something they can use as tools, you know, in their everyday lives and, and mm-hmm. going forward when I'm no longer here, right? Yeah. And so um, that's my main focus. Yeah. Uh, it's all for them. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You talk about giving back. How do you give back? How do you contribute back to society? Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, through motivation, through coaching, through um, understanding when people are in places that they don't need to be, right. you know, and trying to motivate them out of that hole, if you will. Um, I just kind of give back in that way. I yeah. can see that. You know, I would love to be able to get back monetarily, futuristically as well, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of support podcasts like this. And, yeah. You know, uh, there's a buddy of mine uh, named Justin Coffey, and I'm calling him out. But he, um, he runs a 405 center here locally, and basically he takes volunteers and places them in places to have the most impact, right, in yeah. the community. Yeah. And uh, it's just an amazing individual um, to have that heart to do that. But able to support things like that, you mm-hmm. know, to get back to the community would be That's awesome. Would be awesome. And not just for the glory of it, but for the fact that it's a need, right? Yeah. Uh, it needs to take place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're working hard to start something, and if you can make enough money where you can start giving back and impacting yeah, other lives, that's definitely. that's huge. Yeah, definitely. And wow. So that's an overarching goal of mine, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't want to be well off, but I mean, at the yeah, same time, for sure. that's not the overall goal. I have to remind myself of that daily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that, that's great advice and that's a good reminder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the same with me. It's like, man, I, how much money is enough money? Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the value of, of life and the moments that we're actually sharing right now become priceless because this is awesome for me yeah i appreciate it yeah definitely no I, again i appreciate the time yeah how do our listeners and viewers get in touch with you no cell number but like instagram twitter yeah so we're on instagram um at lanex underscore auctions uh we're on facebook at lanex auctions uh again i think i said it on we're on twitter um at bid uh, at lanex.bid um and then uh linkedin uh, we have a page out there as well just yeah lanex auctions so yeah you reach out there uh, we'd love to have you if you want to follow us that'd be great yeah yeah oh well i retweet your stuff so we're we're there we good go. there we yeah, go yeah. yeah yeah it's good stuff last question for you okay look in the camera do you approve this podcast i definitely approve this podcast yeah my name is wong lam and i definitely approve this podcast it's great man, thank you so much you man. thank this you awesome. again for the time wow i loved it great <laughs> that was good or was it yeah it was I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review this helps boost this podcast so more people can find it go out and be a positive influence today every day make someone smile my name is wong lam and i approve this podcast